0: Block Talk Radio. Let's see. What are we going to lead the show with tonight? Is it the Mets win over San Diego? No, that's not it. The Yankees are winning three nothing against Oakland. No, no, that's not it either. Oh, I got it. The Rangers just got eliminated by the Devils. All that and more next. This. It's Friday Night Live. them in to Friday Night Live for Friday night, May 25th, 2012, Memorial Day weekend, and wow. In the span of the last eight minutes, what looked like a game that the Rangers were going to pull out, they came from behind again, they were down 2 nothing early before you could even blink. It looked like the Devils were going to run away with the game. It looked like the Devils had full control. Then the Rangers, as they did in Game 5, fought back. They got the 2-1. They got another goal off Callahan's leg The tie in a 2. And then from about 8 minutes left in the second period to the beginning of overtime, it was tense back and forth hockey. The Rangers had many, many chances to take the lead in regulation. They had a chance early on in overtime. But the Rangers' offense could not take them home. And the New Jersey Devils are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Well, I guess hockey's over, isn't it? Number to call in, 805-830-8359. If you just want to vent, if you want to scream. (sighs) What can you say? The Devils had the Rangers number. The Devils were the better team in the series. The Devils had that formula to not only keep the Rangers at bay, but to put in the bed in a lot of respects, if it wasn't for one the devils would have won the series in five if not swept the Rangers. That is how good the devils played through the entire series. The Rangers offense, as it was the entire playoffs, as it really was the entire season, was. And that's at best. And it came back to bite them tonight. In games five and game six, the Rangers showed the resolve that they showed the entire season. But as it was in game five, in game six, the Devils were too much. And you could tell the the Rangers were playing like a scared team. They had chances. But their chances, they they would lose. Their chances, they, they, they would just flutter around with the puck. They weren't taking solid, calm chances. And the openings were there. The openings were there. But every move the Rangers made, essentially every move the Rangers made from the beginning of game five on, was a panic move. And the Devils just played their game. Think about it. The Devils had not been behind the series since game four. I'm sorry, they haven't been behind the series since game three. It was a week ago where people were talking about, you know, the Rangers went the series in five. When the Rangers won Game 3 last Saturday, the talk at that point was, oh, Rangers found the formula, it's all good, Rangers going to win a 5, and then they got punched in the mouth. And then they got punched in the mouth again, and they didn't like it. And from the time Game 4 started, the doubles not only... Played like the better team, but the results they received from playing how they played were finally put in. They finally got the results they were looking for. They were the aggressor. They were the smarter team. I can't say the goal was better. I mean, Lundqvist tonight, the the first two goals, Lundqvist had no chance. No chance at all. And I I think the game-winning goal is is indicative of how the last couple games of this series went. The puck was sitting within reach of Lundqvist. Not only could he not secure it, but Richards, I don't know what the hell Richards is looking at. Richards is looking up in the stands as the puck is going by him into the goal for the game-winner. There's a lot of different ways you could break down this series. You know, there's all the talk about the Devils' fourth line. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and talk about first line, third line, fourth lines, penalty kills. I'm not going to do that. As a team, the Devils as a team were the better team. It was really the Devils' team against the Rangers' two-thirds of the team, against the Rangers' goalie. Tonight, Lundqvist was really good. Don't let the three goals fool you. He was really good tonight. On the power play goal, I mean, listen, his head got spun around so much, the passing by the Devils on the power play goal to make it 2 nothing was so crisp. It was like the Globetrotters. The first goal was off a rebound, Again, Lundqvist had a wonderful save just to stop the breakaway. And then a rebound got tapped in because his defense didn't get back to wipe the guy away. Lundqvist tonight played like a championship goalie. Last play aside, the Rangers' defense in this series really let them down. And if there's one thing that you can take away from these playoffs. As time went on, you saw teams being more patient with the Rangers. I understand regular season, the playoffs, teams are going to play differently. But to everything you hear, that's how the Rangers played all year. The Rangers need to grow up a little bit. I mean, these two teams playing tonight, with the exception of Brodeur, These are two of the youngest teams in hockey. I mean, tonight could be the start of Rangers-Devils 2.0. In the 90s, the Rangers and Devils had the epic series. And tonight, 2012, May 25th, may be the start of 2.0. These two teams could be going back and forth for years to come. The Rangers can take a lot out of this run. I think the Rangers need to realize that they need more offense. They need some more defensemen. Ironically enough, they could have really used somebody like Sean Avery just to cause havoc. Just to tweak the other team. But that was not the case. And the New York Rangers are going home. And the New Jersey Devils are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I don't think there's many people out there that thought this was going to be the case. The Devils had all the motivation in the world as an organization, as a fan base, All they need to do is open up their own local papers and see the Rangers on the back page. The Rangers this. All the talk shows opening with the Rangers. All the media outlets opening with the Rangers. And the Devils just did what they do. Three Stanley Cups in the last 15 years. This will be Brodeur's fifth Stanley Cup final. In a lot of ways, the New Jersey Devils are the San Antonio Spurs of hockey. The Spurs just go about their business. They're not flashy, but they win. And seasons you don't expect them to win, they you pop up and look what you have here. The Devils are in the finals. The Spurs have a chance to get back to the NBA Finals. There's a lot of correlations between those two teams. They just go about their business. They have a a solid infrastructure in the organization. And they don't ever let things get to them. There are bigger teams in their areas. They get more press. They get more run. They get more play. And they just go about their business. And if you're a New York Rangers fan, I don't expect to hear from you tonight. I expect to hear about a lot of you smashing beer bottles around your homes, finding a doubles fan and throwing the jersey over his face. Just a, a frustrating loss for the Rangers. A Rangers team that was in total control of the Eastern Conference from December 30th on. And now, instead of the potentially rating-satisfying New York-L.A. Stanley Cup final, you have New York, gone. You slide in New Jersey, and it's New Jersey versus L.A. Imagine the Kings players having to spend a week in Newark. You know, I said a line tonight on Twitter, you know, Welcome to Newark, New Jersey, the hockey capital of the world. It's like saying Beverly Hills is going to have gang wars tonight. It's, the Kings players' reaction to Newark it would be funny to see. And you know who's not laughing right now? That would be the network, who you damn sure know wanted to see Rangers-Kings in the finals. I don't know how to sit here and properly articulate the disappointment that every Ranger fan must have right now. I mean, Twitter's going quiet. Usually when things like this happen, either Twitter explodes very positively or very negatively. Twitter is quiet. Ranger fans have gone in hiding. Well, Rangers fans, come on out and call the show. (laughs) 805-830-8359. I just... You feel for a Rangers fan, the diehard Rangers fan that's there from day one, not like myself who jumps in in April, not the guy that saw the Rangers jersey in the mall and said, oh, they're winning, let me grab one. You know, the Rangers fan that's there every single game, 82 games a year, From September to April, and sometimes May, that Ranger fan, that good Ranger fan, has just got to be beating himself down right now. And let's face it, there's not that many diehard Ranger fans out there, at least the ones that I know. I mean, I know maybe three or four off the top of my head that are diehard there every game, into it every game. My God, it's kind of like you with the Mets. But that's a whole other story. It's a whole different level of pain. And for all intents and purposes, hockey is over on this show. The Rangers were the big story. The Rangers were the team garnering all the attention. It was a great thing. There was a run that people had hope for. And in New York, if there's hope, there's press. In New York, if there's press, there's excitement. And the excitement has been ripped out tonight by the Devils, who won the game 3-2 in overtime, 63 seconds in. Adam Henrique tipped it in past, uh, past Lundqvist. A puck that was a big scramble in front. And somehow it got poked under Lundqvist. It just skidded by him. Lundqvist hit it with his leg. It got hit again. And it got by Richard, who was behind Lundqvist, trying to guard the net. And Henry tipped it in. Game over. The New Jersey Devils are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Whoa, what an utter disaster. I don't even know where to go from here. Just an utter disaster tonight. If you're a Rangers fan, I really do feel for you. Hey, the Rangers are giving me something to do. I mean, my goodness on Twitter right now, and the Rangers fan are, are, are they're starting to come out. <laughs> My God. Here's one note. And I thought Lundqvist, with the exception of two games in the series, played brilliant. But think about this. The, in quotation marks, the King is 10-10 and 10 in the playoffs. He was 10-10 and 10 in the playoffs this year. I understand it's not all him. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if you look at Johan Santana on the Mets, he has one win, but he deserves about five. You know, 10-10 and 10 in the playoffs is not indicative of his play. But the fact is, he's 10-10 and 10 in the playoffs this year. He has not gotten the, the job done in the playoffs. Has it all been his fault? Hmm. A lot of that has to rest on his shoulders. If you go back to Game 5, he played the worst game he's played in a long time. And Game 5 was the game that the Rangers needed. Now, again, he was brilliant tonight. I really thought he was. But Brodor does it again. The story shifts to the finals, and, and if you're a hockey fan, is this it for Brodorff? Win or lose, is this it? He's 40 years old. He has three cups. He's now extracted every demon he, imaginable. Win or lose, is this it for Brodor? somebody more educated than myself would have to tell me. But I'll tell you what, that'd be a hell of a way to go out. And Twitter is now finally exploding. (laughs) Oh. Where's Rick Nash where you need him? Oh boy. I see where this is going. Worst disappointment I've had since nineteen the nineteen eighty eight Mets. Let's see, let's see. Interesting thing from USA today. The Stanley Cup finals are gonna match up the Eastern Conference six seed and the Western Conference eight seed. Now at the end of the regular season, let's remember one thing. There was a lot of talk about who the Rangers were going to play in the first round, and the consensus was we don't want to see the Devils. Nobody viewed the Devils as a six sixth seed. Nobody wanted to see them. A lot of Rangers fans were hoping that Philly would knock them out. And the fact is, the Rangers saw them, and the Rangers just went to sleep. As for the Kings, listen, I don't know enough about it. I don't know if the Kings were a dangerous eight seed before the playoffs started or not. The fact is, they're there. They're there. Thank you, Rangers, for... For a good run, broke my heart, but a good run. Tough loss. A very good year. 18 years to the day, the Devils get the revenge on Messier. I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. And that's a very prominent sportscaster saying that. that. That's a ridiculous tweet. That's Mike Greenberg of ESPN. You know, I tweeted at him this morning. He's one of the dumbest people alive. That's a whole nother story. Let him make millions of dollars. I'll stay here on my podcast. Scrub. Hmm. Really want a game seven. I'm sure all the Rangers fans want a game seven, you dummy. Interesting thing I didn't see. After all the nonsense between Rangers and Doubles, as soon as the game was over, Tortoreau went right over to uh, DeBoer, shook his hand, said a couple words, patted him on the back. Yeah. Surprising he threw a punch at him. That would have been be a lot better. Mm, what else do we got? A lot of 18th anniversary stuff. I guess that's what you can expect when going into the game. All you heard about was 18 years to the day, and can somebody bring back the Messiah's magic? Just the Ranger fans are starting to come out of, out of hiding. Not happy Ranger fans, mind you. But they're finally coming out to play a little bit. A lot of good season. Not much credit to the doubles yet, though. A little surprising. Hmm. Let's see. Not much really going on, on Twitter. Twitter's kind of boring. Ranger fans are, are in mortem, post-mortem right now. You must be mortified. Well, there's some Devil fans. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. Twitter's boring. Ranger fans are about to shoot themselves. Ranger fans, last chance to call in. 805-830-8359. I don't expect to hear from you. We'll move on to some bigger and better things. The NBA playoffs are shaping up here. The Heat advanced last night with an easy win in Indiana. In the first half, Indiana held tough. But D. Wade and King James made it happen. 40 for Wade, 28 for Seven and 7 for LeBron and they will essentially get a bye into the NBA Finals because I think the Sixers are going to win tomorrow night I don't know why I don't have any rhyme or reason other than what I said before the series and I thought before the series that the Sixers would give the, the Celtics all they could handle Well, not only are they giving the Celtics all they can handle, but they go to Game 7 tomorrow night in Boston against a beat-up Celtics team who looks older and older each game. And I think they're going to win it. The only way for the for the Sixers to win it, though, is to withstand an early onslaught. The Celtics are going to have the crowd behind them. And they're going to come out and they're going to try to put a kill shot on them early. If the Celtics can make it, uh, if the Sixers can make it out of the first half, within five, they will win the game. If the Celtics are going to win, they're going to have to come out early and just drop the Sixers where they stand. Because if they don't, the Sixers played Boston well all season. Down the stretch here, they're showing to have the better legs, and they're operating as the better team. And I know the games are going back and forth. But I think the Sixers win tomorrow night. And I think you're looking at Sixers' heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think you're looking at the heat in four. (laughs) I think you're looking at the Heat in four. I think if it's Heat-Boston, you're looking at the Heat in five. As for the Western Conference, hey, the heavyweights are about to go at it. Spurs and Thunder. Again, like I said before, the Spurs and the Devils are kind of like mirror images of each other. You know, the Thunder have been the dominant team all season. But the Spurs slid their way to the top of the conference. The Spurs did it their way. They rested their guys when they felt the need to. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who they were playing against. They did it the correct way. Well, as as you see the correct way, And boy oh boy, I'll tell you what. I think you're looking at a seven game series and I don't know who the hell is gonna win it. But I gotta pick somebody, right? I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Spurs. I think you're looking at a Spurs-Devils year. The quiet, consistent organizations are both going to go on to win championships. That's right. I'm saying the Spurs are going to beat the Heat. I think the Spurs beat the Thunder in seven. Seven. And then I think the Spurs go on and beat the Heat in seven. And I obviously could be totally wrong with this. But I think Westbrook and Durant have one more year to wait. I think Westbrook is going to try too hard to go at t- Tony Parker. And I think Tony Parker is going to do something with Westbrook. And, and the Thunder are going to have games where they must dominate. They're gonna have games where they look like there's no way the Spurs should beat them in any game, but the Spurs are just gonna do it their way. I like the Spurs over the Thunder. I like the right to reverse my pick in the finals, <laughs> case of injuries and whatnot. But I do think you're looking at Spurs Heat, regardless what happens tomorrow night in the Celtics Sixers game. Again, against Boston Heat and five against Philly, game 4. Now, I don't know what Chris Bosh's status is going to be. You know, I I don't I don't know how the the Spurs health is going to hold up. But I think that's your NBA final. I think that's a good one. Some final things to wrap up tonight: the Yankees are winning four-one in the fifth, and it looks like Tashera just got thrown out of third over some nonsense. Uh, the Mets had a nice tidy six-one win tonight. Dylan G. Another good game. Ike Davis. RBI single, maybe getting things going. Uh, Murphy's stepping out of his slump a little bit. So maybe the Mets can write their shit and, and, and put a nice little string together here. 11-game homestand, 1-1 to start, 9 games to go. Hopefully they can get it rolling. My part of the show is over. While well, listening to the rest, you got log on to blogtalkradio.com. Check it out. The Mets are gonna get it going, I hope. I hope. You know, maybe it's the start of things to come. Uh, their fifth the fifth spot in the rotation is a disaster. I don't care if it's Hefner, Batista, Darling, El Cid, Seaver, the Mets have gotta get somebody in that spot that can throw five innings. And I understand Batista was pitching well before he got hurt. How long was that really going to last? If the Mets had any kind of offense, they'd be in a much better position in the East right now. Fact is, they're not. We're going to talk a lot more about the Mets, though. When do we want to do that? No show this Sunday. Holiday weekend... No show Sunday. Next week, we'll talk more about the Mets. No show this weekend. We'll be back next Friday with another edition of Friday Night Live. Status Sunday preempted until next week. Friday Night Live, a week from today, 11 p.m. Once again, Congratulations to the New Jersey Devils. They're going to the finals to face the Kings. Great job by the Mets tonight. I just caught a glimpse of the Red sox raised wall that has Johnny Damon involved in it. Interesting. Take a look at that in a minute. The Yankees offense may be riding the ship a little bit. They're winning 4-1 in Oakland. You got NBA playoffs tomorrow night. You got Game 7, Boston, Philly, ABC, 8 o'clock. You got UFC tomorrow night, UFC 146, the all heavyweight show on the main card. FX card has, a, has some good fights, too. I'll be tuned into that. You got Mets. You got Yankees. You got all kinds of stuff going on this holiday weekend. Enjoy it. Be safe. Again, you can email the show, statusradio at com. You can follow me on Twitter, John underscore Corey, C-O-R-R-I-E. Or you can follow the show on Facebook, Status Radio on Facebook. we will be back next week at 11 p.m. Until then, peace.